2: Welcome to episode 72 of Live Mike, grateful to you for tuning in. Uh, I'm grateful to you as well for listening through that press conference. Uh, you, you and I just for the past half hour uh, listened to state epidemiologist Dr. Angela Dunn. She delivered some information today uh, that I think in particular ought to give us a reason to be optimistic about the way we here in Utah are responding to this coronavirus. The big news, of course, is that Summit County has issued this uh, type of Stay-at-home order. Uh, they are dialing back the businesses that can continue to operate and putting in place a number of restrictions in addition to uh, the advisory type uh, guidance that we have received from the uh, various counties, states, uh, and the the federal task force. And it is, it's an unfortunate thing, and my heart goes out to those folks up in Summit County, as they are dealing uh, with a much more uh, serious infection rate than uh, are we outside of Summit County. One of the interesting things that Dr. Dunn pointed out today during a press conference is that uh, only 10% of the positive cases uh, that are being discovered here in the state of Utah are requiring hospitalization. Now, it turns out that that percentage is well below the national average. She was asked during the press conference, uh, why is that the case? Uh, Dr. Dunn, uh, again, the state epidemiologist, probably the smartest uh, mind we have working on this issue here in the state of Utah right now. And uh, at least for my money, uh, that's where I'm heading to get my advice. If she says it, <laughs> that's uh, pretty much gospel for me when it comes to coronavirus. She said that here in the state of Utah, we are... Experiencing uh, this relatively low 10% rate of hospitalization amongst the positive cases because two reasons. We here in Utah are doing very well when it comes to the social distancing. And number two, we have a relatively young population here in the state. Uh, the, the, the average age of a Utahan is, is well below the national average. And we have seen, and at least it's been reported by the experts, that uh, young folks uh, respond less severely to The coronavirus and are uh, less uh, in need of hospitalization. So, those are good things. Uh, We are young and healthy, and I think more importantly, the good news here is that we are practicing uh, good and excellent social distancing. Uh, In just a moment, uh, we're going to have a conversation with Congressman Rob Bishop. There's that big stimulus package which uh, passed the Senate just last night. Uh, And if you remember Schoolhouse Rock, you know if it starts in the Senate, it's got to make its way over to the House and then ultimately onto the President's desk. Well, step two in that process. Uh, will take place tomorrow. We're going to talk to the congressman. But let me just point out uh, one last thing on this press conference. And it has to do uh, with th- this Summit County deal and uh, the call from so many uh, for either the uh, the governor uh, or the respective health departments to declare uh, shelter-in-place orders. and uh, And it is that according to the experts, uh, that we are doing pretty well so far, and at least I hope uh, that we uh, are not yet in a position to require a government mandate that we stay in our homes. Uh, we're going to speak to the congressman in just a moment, but I- I'm told uh, we have on the line Kelly Pierce with some breaking news, uh, so we're going to go to that breaking news. Kelly, what do you have for us?
0: Well, we we just learned that a TSA agent at Salt Lake City International Airport has tested positive for the coronavirus. We don't know a whole lot of details. We know that their diagnosis, rather, was confirmed yesterday. Now, this individual, according to the TSA, last worked at the security checkpoint at Terminal 1 with an assigned shift of 4 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. That Again, was the last time that this officer was at work at Terminal 1 at Salt Lake City International Airport. Um, We don't know a whole lot, again, about how they contracted coronavirus. However, the TSA says, If someone thinks they are at risk or concerned about their health, they are asked to reach out to their medical provider to assess their risk and determine the next steps. Again, a TSA officer who works at Salt Lake City International Airport did test positive for the coronavirus
2: thanks for that Uh, some startling news probably if you did some traveling recently that story will uh, certainly be up on our website uh, com. it will include all the details just shared with us by uh, kelly pierce so maybe you uh, cross-reference your own travel uh, uh, plans and your travel itinerary over uh, recent days against what the information we've got for you up at com. maybe you make a call over to your health care provider Uh, on the line now uh, my former boss congressman rob bishop i for about five years, uh, as you know, served as a congressional aide out in Washington, D.C., just before uh, KSL called me and said, hey, you want to be a talk show host? And uh, anyway, Congressman joins me now. Uh, sir, how you holding up? You healthy? Uh, yeah. I'm an old teacher. I never get sick. Come on. <laughs> Very good. Uh, Listen, the Senate just last night passed this big, giant uh, $2 trillion stimulus package. Uh, There's something in there for everyone, uh, and it is expected to pass uh, the House uh, tomorrow. There was a a message circulated amongst uh, uh, members of Congress giving some instructions on how that would uh, happen. Uh, Of course, in the face of Reality right now, there are limited flight options. Uh, there are a handful of members who have tested positive for the coronavirus, uh, including uh, Utah's own uh, Ben McAdams, uh, among others. And some of the states uh, from which these members of Congress uh, uh, arrived, they have mandated stay-at-home orders. How will, how will the vote tomorrow take place?
1: Well, you you've indicated some of the problems in actually doing it. The Senate didn't have that problem because they basically never went home. Um, they've been there the last couple of weeks. The House has, and so they would have to be coming back. Um, and you've stated some of the problems. They're going to be, obviously, with the vote, that there are two members that do have the virus. I think about 20 to 30 are right now in self-isolation uh, or quarantine because of contact. And let's face it, anyone in the New York delegation, even if they left New York, would have to be quarantined so they couldn't actually vote. Uh, if they came back. So with that, and also with leadership insisting that there has to be at least some kind of discussion that goes on, the House is going to come into session tomorrow at nine o'clock. There will be two hours of public debate, and then there will be a vote on the final package. Um, there, are, there are three ways of actually voting on something, as you remember in the house, you can either do a unanimous consent (a UC), a voice vote, or a roll call vote. Um, the preference of leadership, both on both sides of the party, is to do a voice vote. Um, however, as I found out today, there is one person who is threatening to call for a roll call vote if indeed they do a voice vote. So I think uh, there are people that are going to be trying to talk to that individual. I don't know who it is to see if they 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 don't do that. If there is a recorded roll call vote, they'll give us 24 to 48 hours to try and get back there as best we possibly can, and as many people as can possibly can to get back there. And uh, and then th- what that does is simply delays the implementation implementation of this bill.
2: And it also. Uh, by you know for whatever rationale that individual brings to the table once they request uh, a roll call vote uh, they trigger the need for so many uh, members of congress to get on planes to interact with folks to potentially either spread or contract this coronavirus and listen sir no offense to you but the average age of a member of the house uh, that puts uh, (laughs) most of them in that higher risk pool (laughs) and so uh, that uh, at least in my estimation would be pretty a pretty selfish move to, to force that type of behavior by uh, so many folks around the country. Um, listen, so we uh, to take a quick break, I so, uh, uh, but well. go ahead.
1: No, I, I was just going to say you cannot request a roll call vote on a voice vote because it takes one-fifth of the body to join you. But a person can then question the count or they can appeal the decision of the chair or make a point of order that there is not a quorum present. That would trigger a roll call boat, and that's what would actually take place.
2: I see. I see. Thank you. Uh, All right, we're going to take a quick break here. Uh, You're going to hang out with me, chat for one more segment. You have been engaged in a pretty fascinating effort. There uh, are about 39, 40 missionaries right now, missionaries for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints uh, in Cameroon, the country of Cameroon uh, in uh, Africa. And it is uncertain how they're getting home. You're trying to help make that happen. And you'll tell us that story next. On live, Mike, I'm Lee Lonsberry and this is KSL News Radio.